we're going to be hearing from three superheroes right here from our very own church. And then next Sunday, what's going to happen is we're also going to be hearing from our senior pastors and Pastor Claudia and myself, and we're going to be declaring things that we've learned, things that we've seen that God has done through this past 16 weeks and then declaring into the future of what God's going to do because can, it's only six months of the year done and the rest of the year is going to be greater than what God has done in this first part of the year. And so we're going to declare that over you next Sunday so you don't want to miss it. And so today, the first speaker that's coming, he has been a part of this church for more than 10 years and seeing how God has grown him and how he has been promoted in his workplace to now being in one of the top positions in the company has been truly amazing. And he's going to share about being a superhero in the workplace, what it takes to do your best, what it takes to be promoted in the workplace in a way that he has. And he's coming now. Why don't we welcome Jonathan? Come on, you all know him. He is amazing. Thank you, Pastor Andrew. It's good to be home. Church is the best place to be on a Sunday. I love church. And why don't we just take this moment and also honor our senior pastor, Stephen and Karen Mack, who can't be here this morning. They're in Mother Russia. And we got our pastors, Andrew and Claudia, here. And we just want to thank you guys. You're giving your lives every day. And it's just a privilege to serve under you. Amen. You know, going to elementary school in Germany means that when you reach the sixth grade, the teachers will give the parents a recommendation on whether the child should go on to gymnasium, which will allow the child to go on to do its abitur, which allows the teenager then to go on to study in a university. And so based on the child's performance in sixth grade, the, the teachers will give a recommendation. And when I was in sixth grade, the teachers told my parents, hmm, no, better not, better not. And needless to say, I was not the brightest kid on the block growing up. I did the bare minimum, but when I was in ninth grade, I, I kind of got my act together, and I was able to do my abitur and, and go on to study computer science, which back then in high school was the worst subject that I got the worst grades in. So I decided to study the, the subject that I, was, that I was the worst in. I don't know why I did that, but I did. And so after my studies, I started to work in a company, a German telecommunications company that I still work at, and I started with almost zero to little knowledge in the real world. And now five and a half years later, I'm the head of the research and development department in this traditional German company, and I, I'm leading a team uh, of people that are about twice my age, have three times the amount of experience, and I don't know what I'm doing. No, but... <laughs> so what, what happened, though, to me, what happened from me being a young adult who had no sense of direction in life to, to now where I am now? And you know, all of us are here today because of God's faithfulness, because he, His word is true. And I love the prayer from Pastor Claudia earlier today. You know, we serve a God who's real. He's alive. He's not just an idea. He's not a philosophy. He's real. He's active. He's working day and night. He never sleeps. He's always working on our behalf. And he loves us. And if we take God's word and him as a person seriously in our lives, there's nothing he can't do in us and through us. And there's no place he won't take you. 
He will change your life so radically. He will take you on the wildest trip you can ever imagine. So I just would like to share like two truths that have been just really real in my life that helped me just to be where I am now at work. And the first one is a fully committed heart. Second Chronicles verse 16, verse, uh, chapter 16, verse 9 says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed. God is looking throughout the whole earth for people whose hearts are fully committed. When I was 16, for the very first time, I heard God speak in a very real way. I was alone, I was in the rain, it was kind of like a scene in the movie, so dramatic, I was very emotional, and I, I felt the strongest pull in me that said, if you want to follow me, you have to let go of everything. You have to leave everything and just follow me. And two years later, I made the decision to follow Jesus and give him my life and to live a life that's fully committed to him, a heart that's fully committed to him. And, you know, God, God doesn't do halfsies, you know. He doesn't, do, he doesn't just want 50% of you. He doesn't just want 60%, 70% of you. He just doesn't want you on Sundays in community group. He wants your full heart. He wants all of your life because God is life. He is love. He wants all of us. Because we can't just step in with one leg into life and leave the other one out. You know, it's our whole being. We can't be separated. So it's either all in or all out. Either we give everything and, re and receive everything, or we give nothing and then we have nothing. So what does a fully heart look like? I wonder if all of us have it tonight. We spend time with him. We give him attention. What's important to him becomes important to us. We want what he wants to the point where his will just merges with ours and we don't even have to think anymore what's his will. No, it's just like breathing. It comes naturally. We go to work and we give our best. We honor the leaders in the company. We give our best. We come in the morning. We're there the first ones to show up, last ones to leave when the boss leaves and just to just help with everything there is to help with. And everything we do becomes a reflection of God and honors him. And so let's encourage each other right now, like today, when, before we leave, when we go to community group, when we serve on a team, let's encourage each other to live a life whose hearts are fully committed to him. And you know, something like that, it's definitely in our will, but God also enables us to do it. So it's not all pressure on us, but actually God enables us to do it. And so in this moment, we can just pray, thank you, Father, that you are giving us the will to fully commit our hearts to you and we just lay it all down and we just pray we love you and we thank you that you're enabling us to give our hearts to you. The other thing that I learned was seek first. And this is something that follows naturally after we commit our lives to him. In Matthew 6:33, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Seek first, seek first, seek first the kingdom of God. I love this verse because it's so simple. I'm a simple man, I love this. When we decide to commit our hearts fully to him, we also decide to first seek his kingdom to build the local church. So much about me has come from this church. Just 10, 12 years ago, I was a completely different man. 
I was not the same man. I would sit way in the back. I was so shy. I prayed, hopefully no one will talk to me today when I come. And now I'm leading the Connections team. I'm trying to find new people to talk to. You know, it says it, it, says it right in the verse. Seek first the kingdom of God, and he will give you everything you need. It's so simple. There's no, there's no misinterpretation at all. So seek first. Build his church. You know, God cannot bless us outside of his kingdom. He can't. We can't follow God and not build the local church. It's impossible. It's because it's what's on his mind. It's the people in the church. And so when we build his church and invest into the, into the things that are important to him, he will build us up. He will enlarge our capacities to do more things. He will do the impossible through us. So why not join the ministry team? For example, the connections team. There's also the productions team, but connections team is pretty good. Join a community group. Invest into the people around you. Talk to the person you don't know yet. Maybe that person is sitting right next to you. Don't look now. It'll be a little weird. No, you can maybe glance, just like when he's not looking or her. So join the team. Serve under the leadership of the church. Honor one another. You know, two weeks ago, my boss, he told me, you know, we didn't promote you because you have, you're the most intelligent guy in your department. I was like, what do I say to that? It was like, thanks, I guess. You promoted me, okay. But he said, we gave you the job because you get the job done. You do what's necessary to do it. You're a doer. You know, this is such a testimony because I got all of this out of this church. All of me, that's the, the values that I'm living out at the company, it all came from church. If I wouldn't have decided to invest all of my time and ta talent and treasure that I have available to the church, I would not be where I am today. And I believe this is such a key for all of us that, you know, schedules are busy, we have families, we, uh, we have, maybe have busy work schedules, but Sundays, be in church, be there all day, go to, go, Find a community group. They're, they are all over the week. You can go at different times. Invest into the church. Invest into the people. Invest into what's important to God. And he will give you the passion. He will give you the abilities. You know the, what, what, my, what my boss said? You're not the, the most intelligent guy. I might not have the right abilities to do the job right away, but through my availability to my boss and to God, he gave me the abilities. So when you give your availability to God, he will give you the ability that you need to do the job. So when you decide for God, when you decide for the church, he will build in you the passion, the drive, the desires, and God will just propel you into another, into another sphere. And God will take you beyond, to places beyond your imagination, but only if you plant your life into his church. Our commitment to him and his church are linked, and we can't be blessed outside of it. So, it starts with committing our hearts fully to him and to be planted in his local church. Amen? Amen. Wow, that's amazing. So, up next, we're going to be having a young lady that will be sharing about students and what it means to be a superhero while we study. So let's welcome to the stage, Julia, come on up. You know her, she's amazing too. Hey guys, I'm so, so happy to be here today. 
And actually, I just want to share this real quick before I start my prepared testimony. I was so, so scared this morning and I was so nervous and I, I don't know, I just didn't see it happen that I would be on a stage in front of people and actually talk about God and about my life, but God makes it happen and he doesn't tell us to do things that he doesn't help us accomplish. So, yeah. <laughs> Yes, so um, like Andrew said, I'm a medical student at the Charité and I'm now in my third year and I absolutely love it. I just get so excited about the human body and learning everything and I'm just really grateful for my studies. And I want to share with you guys two things today that have really helped me in those past years to be successful in college. And the first thing I would encourage everyone to do is to get planted in a local church. God didn't create us to be alone, but for fellowship with other believers. So I believe that he will make a way for us to be in church. And that means that you have to make it a priority to come and to see how your gifts can be used here. Don't decide on Sunday mornings if and when you come, but let your team leader know in advance when he can count on you to be there. And then be there and be ready and yeah, because God will use you when you show up on Sundays. And why is it so good as a college student to be in church? Well, God will put people in your life who are already working in the profession that you're studying in or who might be studying something similar, and I am so, so grateful for those relationships. I have met doctors here and nurses and pharmacists and dentists. I know somebody who's training to be a nurse. I know somebody who's training to be a midwife, and they're just such a great resource. And we are all part of one big family, so I can always ask them questions. And the other reason why it's good to be in church is because of all the encouragement that you will get. Because at church, we cheer each other on. <laughs> yeah, I always get so encouraged here, and especially when I need it. There were a few times when I would tell God during the week that I really can't see myself be a good doctor. And then the following Sunday, somebody would actually come to me and say, I can see you be a great doctor. And I always knew that's God encouraging me, and God uses the church to speak to us. So church is the best place to be on Sundays. <laughs> and my second point is to know your purpose. And I believe that God loves that I love my studies, and I get so excited about it, and he wants me to work hard, and he helps me to work hard. But I believe that God puts us in our colleges for a greater purpose than just studying. He put us there, in that college, in that program, at that time, because he intends to touch our classmates' lives through us. And he put us there to love them, to pray for them, to encourage them, to be a friend, especially to those who need a friend right then. And also to ask him for opportunities to talk about him and to invite them to church. And I always thought this sounds so overwhelming and just like a lot. And then I realized I just have to be willing for God to use me. That's all it takes. So I actually started doing that every morning the past few weeks. I just started telling God that I'm here if he wants to use me and just asking him for the opportunity to lead somebody to Christ that day. And God answers those prayers. And at first I only prayed this out of obedience, but then the other day I really prayed it with joy. And I think God loves those prayers. And it's just so cool to walk with God every day. And God can use you on your good days and on your bad days. And I think he might use you especially on your bad days to cheer you up. <laughs> yes, 
Yeah, so to all the students in the room, whether you're in high school or college or doing a job training, God loves you. He is so proud of you. And just hang in there. He has a wonderful plan for you, far greater than you can imagine. Amen. So the last one up here today is an amazing man, a young man also, and he is going to be sharing about what, how we can be a superhero in a different environment. Some of us here today, we're, this isn't where we come from. And, you know, in a way, all of us are in a place where we're in an environment where we're foreigners. We're foreigners here on this earth because we now have a kingdom culture, a different mindset. But how do we live in a different culture while sticking to who we are in Christ? And so Ruben, come on up. He's going to share about what it means to be a superhero. Hello, Suzanne. I had to polish my German, you know, during the break. Yeah. And uh, thanking God for everybody here and uh, everybody who speaks more than one language. You are really amazing. Even if you speak just one language like me and some local dialects, you are also really amazing, you know. And um, so my background, I uh, came to Germany to study. And um, after some time, uh, I mean, during the study, we came to Berlin for some time on the study tour, and I remember when we got here, we were on the trains and everything, and I told my friends, look, I'm not coming to Berlin again. I, I, I don't like this place. If there is, Berlin is the last place on this earth, I'm not going to come here. And for, for some weird reasons, I mean, one thing that scared me was the, was the, was the tram. I mean, um, we got on it, it was just like going this way, and I'm like, is it how it works here? And for me, it, there was so much noise because we were living in, uh, living in Oldenburg, a small town, so things were a bit quiet, and I got here, and everything noise and everything, so yeah, Berlin, over with me. So, uh, but God is really amazing, you know, uh, we have an amazing God, and so I got a job after my studies uh, close to Berlin in Erkner, and uh, I'm like, okay, this is really interesting now, I mean, <laughs> I have said I never want to come to Berlin, but now I'm here. Second Sunday, I just found myself um, um, looking for a place of worship, and then I found EICC, this beautiful place, this beautiful home. And uh, <laughs> since then, it has, been, it has been really amazing, really awesome. You know, for me, one thing that really was uh, very interesting for me, everybody was talking about the community groups, and I think it is an amazing event. We have wonderful hosts, people, many of whom are even foreigners as well, who open their homes for people to come in, to share love, I mean, um, have fun, fellowship, pray, encourage each other, build each other. You know, so many good things happen there. And um, one time uh, in the community groups, uh, we had the Asian night. And in my group, we were predominantly Africans, like, Almost everybody was African. So we are supposed to have Asian night. How do we do this? You know, it's not a time to prepare jollof rice or some, you know, some local dialect, some local food. So uh, God being so good, our hosts um, happened to live in 
Japan for some time, for four, five years as, as a diplomat. So they learned some things there, you know, really amazing. So on the night we got there, I actually didn't prepare anything because I didn't know what to do. I mean, Asian food. So we got there and they really surprised us. They, I don't know the name of the food actually. I can only say it was really, really awesome, really, really amazing. And so she, they shared with us what, 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 why they could do something like that. It was really, really great. And not just that, but every Sunday I've been looking forward to events like that. You know, how do you live a life, feel at home when you come from a different place? You know, where you can find a purpose, where you can be encouraged, you know, where you can grow, and where you can have fun, really important, you know. So I'm really um, excited to share some, some um, testimonies with you. Just last Sunday, uh, a very good friend of mine just came from a trip. And uh, well, excited to see him because he's really amazing. But uh, in addition to his luggage, he also had a, a pillow. Uh, the color was red, so it really struck me like, what is that? Like, so I was really curious. So when worship was still going on, I'm like, what was that? Like, what was he carrying? So I got a time, I asked him, uh, what are you having, brother? Um, that, that, that's a pillow. I'm like, really? Is that a pillow? Like, what are you doing on a trip with pillow? He said, yeah, I mean, I was resting on the way. Sometime I took some sleep. And uh, well, it sounds like, oh, this is something that we normally do. You know, people go on the trip, on the plane, they want to relax and they get something in their ears, you know, just relax. But this really ministered to me uh, in a very special way. Uh, so this, the next two, three, four minutes is going to be about uh, pillow for the road. No. <laughs> so, how can I, or how can you be a superhero as a foreigner? First, uh, you have to know who you are. Very important. Who are you? Who, who, who do you think you are? I believe Jesus at a point, he asked his disciples, who do men think I am? You know, Jesus held on onto his identity, who he was. And it, it carried him throughout his journey on this earth. And I believe every single person here has taken a journey one way or the other before. You might have visited a place before, not maybe lived there for a long time, but we know what journey is. But our identity is really important. Not because you don't want to, you know, uh, get to know people or people around there, but when you know who you are, when you know you are the son or the daughter of the Most High, it makes a lot of difference in everything that you do. So, one time, um, a mentor told me, Ruben, it's not about our location. It's about who we are becoming. It's about our identity. No. And like I said, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Our Father loves us so much. His heart is in us. His spirit dwells in us. You know, he's got great plans for each and every one of us. So when we hold on to this particular identity... Like I said, it gives us new perspectives to things. What challenges are coming? You know, you get to a new place. Oh, how do I get my um, get going? You know, you, you'll be coming to Berlin and you are thinking, oh, how do I get friends? You know, who is going to be my neighbor? How am I going to get to the foreigner's office? You know, and all these things. I don't even speak a language. I don't even know anybody, right? But when you know who you are, it makes a lot of difference. The God who brought you here would always make way for you. So while we don't compromise on who we are, 
we also make sure we are not stuck in our old ways, you know, because I believe, like the Bible says, we are being changed from glory to glory. We want to be more like Jesus every day. So we will be presented with opportunities, with challenges, uh, which I believe God is always working through all these things, even when we do not see, so that he would transform us. So we know who we are, but we also believe that God is changing us. There are certain things that we have to let go, things that we have to give up on to allow God to work in us fully. Secondly, which is the most uh, important part, that is being active in the kingdom business. And what do I mean about that? You know, so I got here the first time um, at Berlin International Community Church. And Jonathan actually welcomed me, right? I remember that day so uh, fresh in my head with this beautiful smile. And since that day, you know, I was introduced to everybody. You know, I, I felt home. You know, I was introduced to uh, the venue, leader, production, you know, everything. And actually, I wanted to be everywhere because everything looks so awesome, you know. It's really, really amazing. And since then, life has changed. But like um, Jonathan said, like Julia has mentioned, getting yourself planted in the house of God is one of the best decisions you could ever take as a foreigner even if you're not a foreigner. You know, we, we, we love our home churches wherever we come from. But when we get here and we understand that this is also our home, you know, it's the same father that we are serving. So how can I get myself connected? How can I do, what can I do over here? And for me to have the chance, like, you know, because the arms are wide open, what can you do? Are you available? Are you available? Can you come on time? You know, and I love this culture in Germany, like, Punctuality, you know, punct, punct, you know, you have to be punctual. And it's really amazing. So uh, I would join my brother and my sister to encourage you. You, you may be a foreigner here uh, and maybe visiting. Um, just you can pray. Maybe you don't know what to do. You just find out. Just pray to God. What can I do in this place? Lead me. And I believe you, you will find it so amazing how your life is going to be transformed. And we thank God so much for this church, for the leadership, for our pastors, you know, who are themselves foreigners in this place. So it's more like an example, you know, we look up to the examples that is set. And every single, most people here are like that. So there is a lot of encouragement, you know, they walk life with you, they move with you. And the last point, as a foreigner, being a superhero, you know, you look at all the superheroes, they uh, kind of like, they appear like there is always a problem, as if they are praying that there has to be a problem, and they come there to save, and then, you know? So you look at the Hulk, Hulk's always smashing stuff, you know? But you, you, you look at Thor and um, Superman, you look at, oh, yeah, they are really great, fictional, right? And Captain America, Captain Africa, oh, I, I think, I think it's, it's, it's Black Panther, yeah. So, you'll be wondering, okay, so superhero, are you here to save lives? Yes, you are here to save lives. You are here to bring redemption in life to people. You can declare blessings on people over here, right? And through your intercessions, through your prayers, people's lives are changed. God is meeting people. Things are being arranged, things that you do not know about. That is what prayer does. So maybe when you ask, you find yourself asking, what can I do? I don't even know what to do. Just go down your knees, pray to God. Let God lead you. You know, the prayer works. 
And one thing we love about Berlin is that we believe Berlin is really, really special. Special people. And sometimes I think it's, it's a place after God's own heart. You know? And the other thing as a um, uh, superhero on this same point, so what we do is that we also pray for the prosperity of the, of the, of the city. Because the Bible tells us in Jeremiah 29.7, um, Seek the peace and prosperity of the city which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you will also prosper. So we are praying for the good of Berlin. We are praying for the good of everywhere we find ourselves where we are not uh, 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 natives. But even if you also pray for your home countries, you pray for whoever is in authority. Because the Bible also tells us that we submit ourselves to the authorities for the Lord's sake. That also means that we want to do things right. Uh, sometimes doing things right is not that easy. You know, there are shortcuts, but, you know, uh, when the peace of God is in you and you are really seeking the face of God, no matter how difficult it is, God will always come at the right time for you. And so, whilst we are praying for the city, like I said, we don't also want to act in ways that will contradict our prayers or our desires for the, for the prayers. So we have to act in accordance. When we are praying for peace and that blessings should come on the city and everything, we also should be Seen acting in ways like that. So, I, I do not know which stage of the journey that you are on, which stage you are. Probably you just came to Berlin and you are wondering where you want to live, accommodation. Of course, accommodation in Berlin is really, really uh, uh, um, scarce. It's really difficult. But thanks to God that at least we are not sleeping on the streets. Every single person has a place. Um, uh, that they can lay their heads, you know. And so, we want to encourage you. You will get a place. You are just bothering, bothering your mind about so many things, about your, your, your visa issues, you are uh, at workplaces, you are finding it difficult to maybe um, mingle or just get along with some cultures or something. You are not alone. Actually, I can relate. A lot of us can relate over here. So, like my friend... Um, carried a pillow with him on the journey. I believe this is what God wants us to do as well, that we take a rest in him on your journey, especially when the things are not really certain. You know, so many things before you when you have so many questions than the answers, right? And sometimes you find yourself people depending on you. Um, as a student of migration, I know what it means, I mean, when it comes to remittances or helping family back home and everything, you know. You are, you are concerned about what is happening back home. You are here, but you are the same two places at the same time, you know. A lot of things coming. And uh, so, so many questions there. These are real questions. These are legitimate concerns. But I can also tell you that trusting in God and taking the rest in him will give you that peace that you need. Because he's taking you on a journey, you know. He's your shepherd. He said, you will not want anything. You know, he leads you beside the still waters, and he's the one that restores your soul. You know, his plans for you are good. It will bring you to an expected end. So, make yourself at home. Feel at home. Take a rest. Take a pillow with you on your journey, and put your head on the heart of God, and hear his promises. You know, coming to you, look, I'm faithful. I'm not going to leave you. I know. I'm not going to leave you or forsake you. You're going to get your destination. Amen.